Welcome, welcome, welcome to this extremely low-budget introduction of all things relative. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 12 of ATR, All Things Relative. I ought to hire somebody to give me a good intro. I never know what to say at the beginning of the episode, so I always end up saying, like, something stupid. We're going to... That freaking glare. My screen is so bright. We're going to be looking at stuff on the uh, on the other screen today, but for now, I'll, I'll minimize it because we don't need it just yet, so there's not just this huge glare on my face, but... Welcome back, everybody. Recording back-to-back episodes right now because... The race to 100 is fucking real. We just got off work, like, maybe 45 minutes ago. And we're out here recording episodes, editing the the fucking... The first one is currently, you know, being put together. It's going to be uploaded right after this. Then we're going to get this one all going, get uploaded. So, you guys, if you guys appreciate the hard work, you know, leave some feedback, likes, some views, emails, whatever you... Comments, whatever you might want to do. It just gives me all that more motivation as if I don't have enough already because I just love doing this to, to you know, put out some more episodes. It's surreal sometimes to think that I have a podcast, even though it's, it's, it's you know, it's still a baby. It's only a week old and obviously it's still relatively small right now, but, you know, it's kind of cool. It's something I thought about. I was like, I like talking, I I have good insight, I can keep a conversation with myself for however long I might need to, or I can keep a longer one with other people on the show, you know, I talk to myself anyways for 19 hours a day while I'm working in my room alone, so I figure I might as well make a hobby out of it, and here we are couple thousand dollars later and I've got a fucking podcast with all my equipment and shit so um yeah it's awesome I love it absolutely love it but before we get into the video I have to give my Emmy winning best uh speech nomination um introduction so Thank you, everybody, always. I'm going to do this no matter how big I get. Mark my words. I'm going to do this at the beginning as long as I can remember. Okay, so if I if I slip up and don't do it, you know, one episode here or there, don't 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 chastise me over it. As as much as I can remember, I will do this at the beginning of every episode, no matter how big I get, because I just love doing this and it, as as somebody who produces the content, you can never be, you can never be, you know, what the hell are the fucking words for this? You can never be too grateful for the people, for you guys, for the people who watch, for the people who support, for the people who leave feedback, for the people who give you that motivation and that reason to keep doing this stuff, so... I'll never get tired of thanking you guys. I really won't. Thank you, everybody who who supports the podcast, everybody who who watches or listens, depending on whatever platform you may be on, 
whoever likes, comments, emails me, leaves any feedback. You guys are awesome. I love all you guys. I hope I am providing sufficient enter entertainment for you guys. I hope you guys keep on listening because you guys are awesome. And I would love to build an awesome and loyal fan base. So keep on keeping on, guys. Thank you, everybody who listens and supports. Thank you, everybody from the future who has just started listening in and started supporting with this episode. And as always, I hope everybody's having a great day. Had a great day. We're preparing to have a great day wherever or whenever time travelers, whenever that's for all the time travelers out there, whenever you may be tuning in from. So good to, good to have you all here. Good to have y'all here. Pick up a little little Nashville accent from my from my week over the summer. Nashville's got some fire food, man. Holy crap. I love food. And they have good food. I mean, even like the rinky ding places that you go to that you think like, ah, it might not be that good. It was good fucking food. It really was. And it's so funny because I guess my family is just better. You know, obviously we all know I'm better than most people, but, you know, I guess my family is just better at picking good places to eat because we went with my, my good friend's family as well. You know, one of my best friends and his family. And we always came back. Like it's, we were a lot of people. We were like 19 people. So we didn't really, we, we did one night where we all went out to eat together, but you know, Every other night, we pretty much ate dinner separately unless we like we ordered food to the house that we were all staying in because we were like 19 deep. We were like 19 people. It is hard to make a reservation for 19 people, especially because apparently in Nashville, most places do not take reservations like at all. Like any times of the day, they just say, no, we, we don't take reservations. It's you come, we seat you if we have room or you wait. So imagine trying to do that with 19 people. We were fortunate enough to find like one place the entire time that we were there that that took reservations and that was the night we all went out to eat but for the most part kind of all did our separate things in terms of food but we would always come back like fucking boasting and raving about like oh my god that was so good like oh you definitely eat there again the food was amazing i swear to god i kid you not every time like <clears throat> that would be our answer sorry i feel like i'm getting a little sick so I apologize if I cough or, or sneeze or anything like that, any anything disgusting and vile like that. Um, I swear, anytime they would come back, they would be like, <laughs> they'd be like, oh my god, the food sucked. That was like the worst meal of my life. I feel sick, like this and that. And we'd always be like, where the fuck are you guys going to eat? We we have not visited a bad food place yet. Are you guys just like? <laughs> Picking fucking names out of a hat and just randomly going. Like, I had no idea what was going on. No idea what was going on. It was it was freaking bizarre. Everywhere we went, great food. And then it was like they, they couldn't pick a good food place to save their fucking life. And it was so funny. Oh, my God. I feel so bad for saying it. It was so funny. Um, yeah, Nashville was awesome. The food was awesome. I'm a big fan of spice. Funny story. I'm a big fan of spice. And I'm pretty good at handling my spice. But this one particular wing with um, 
with this one particular sauce from a place we got. I think it was called like like what the cluck or cluck off or something like that. Like some pun on where like cluck was fuck. I forgot the sentence. I'm pretty sure it was what the cluck like sauce. It was like they like acclaimed to be like the hottest sauce in Nashville and like one of the hottest in the world. So me being the egotistical maniac that I am was like, ah, I'm good with spice. It's probably nothing. And I looked for the blackest part of the wing because that's like what has the most fucking seasoning clumped in on it. And I took a no sauce, you know, no like blue cheese or ranch dressing, just raw dog that motherfucker, took a huge bite. Oh my God, I was dying for like 10 minutes. I've never had to like test out the milk theory with spice. Like they say, if you drink milk, when something's really spicy, it's supposed to help out a lot. I've never had to test that theory until then. I was like crying. I had shit. I had like, you know, shit running from my nose, like tears. My mouth was on fire. I would, I grabbed a gallon of milk and I was just slamming it. Like I couldn't speak. I was coughing. Like it was so bad. My mom fucking, my mom handled them like a champ. To be fair, I give her credit where credit's due, but to be fair, she was dunking them in blue cheese before I raw dogged it. She she finished pretty much all those things, but she was dousing them in blue cheese. So, you know, it's, you know, apples and oranges here, kind of. Give her credit where credit's due, you know. Even with blue cheese, that shit was spicy, so. You know, credit where credit was due for finishing all of them without having to sprint for the milk garden, knocking over everything in the process because I was drunk pretty much 24-7 on that trip. Um, yeah, so Nashville was fun. The food was great. Chicken was great. Definitely recommend getting down there if you can. And if you're fortunate enough to be able to, like, vacation in the winter instead of the summer, do that. <laughs> because fuck summers in Nashville. So fucking hot. So unbelievably hot. But, yeah. Nashville is awesome. Like most episodes, I have no idea how I got off on this tangent. This is not what we were going to talk about. So let's jump into it because let's just get into it. Today, I teased it a little bit at the end of my last episode. Um, Today, we are going to be talking about the state of video games. How they've changed over the years i unfortunately i have to say at least console specific like franchise games like call of duty they how they've changed for the worst you know like nba 2k fifa like nhl all that crap how they've changed for the worst unfortunately at least in my opinion you may have a different opinion that's perfectly okay but at least in my opinion um how they've changed for the worst and then i want to touch a little bit on like the different um you know like when did when did video games become something that people would just grind rather than enjoy and try and you know everybody tries to make a career out of streaming video games right now and it just it's so bad for the casual gaming community because then you know you got all these fucking tryhards who throw TTV or Twitch TV in their name and sweat their asses off even though they're going to make no money doing it because they just aren't good enough they're better than the casual gamer but not good enough to make any real money off of it and it's just the casual community suffers from it big time obviously the professional community doesn't because they still wipe the floor with these tryhards but 
the casual community suffers big time from it. So talk a little bit about that. And then the state of like gaming tournaments and how I'm not a huge fan of how most tournaments are structured and like what I would prefer to see um, from gaming tournaments, you know, and like I said, it's all relative. <laughs> it's all relative. <laughs> all things relative. Name of the podcast. No, nobody's laughing. I'm laughing by myself. Sad, cl- sad clown. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, the state of gaming tournaments and what I would like to see, you know, basically a lot of my opinion and, you know, I'm sure everybody has their own opinion. So feel free to let me know what yours is. I would love to hear it. Absolutely love to hear if, you know, if you agree with me, if you disagree and why, you know, write a three paragraph essay, double spaced. I'll link my turnitin.com in the description. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. You know, just, you know, let me know if you agree with me. If you don't, you know, what you think. Love for the feedback. But anyways, here comes the big glare. And that means we're switching monitors for those champs on video, not for those scrubs on audio. Just kidding. I love all of you guys. Here we go. Starting off with the ever-popular Fortnite. Dun-dun-dun. I hate Fortnite tournaments. I'm not good enough to participate in any of them, but I do my fair share of watching. And I do my fair share of looking into, like, the rules and the qualifications to get into the tournament. The structure of the, you know, point system in the tournament and then the prize at the end. Fortnite has some of, and I'm sure most streamers and professional players will agree... Fortnite has some of the worst tournaments in competitive gaming history. They really do. They're so poorly and inefficiently run. The prize pools are some of the lowest you'll see across any franchise game that has any tournaments. Um, the point system is erratic. I mean, it's it's just insane. So this is an example of the Queasy Cup. I, I, it's It's one of the... I, I guess a tournament from from this current uh, current chapter season. This was published 9-19-2022, so coming up on a month ago, but not quite there just yet, like three-some-odd three, odd, three some odd weeks ago. But I just I wanted to point out, so first of all, this is how most of these games, so Fortnite introduced its own competitive mode, basically called Arena Mode, and basically you accumulate points their points are called hype because why not cringe um um yeah you accumulate hype by like winning games or gaining eliminations in this game mode so and that's how they rank whether you're qualified enough to join the tournament so typically um you have to be in like the champion league or i think maybe the third division of the contender league to own uh, to to get into most of these tournaments so for those joining on audio um one hype equals one point so just keep that going forward and like i said you earn points by playing this competitive game mode and getting kills or winning or placing high in the rankings um so i think it's these last four leagues that require you to get in so you either have to be in the third division of the contender league or divisions one, two, and three of the Champion League. So that means you need anywhere from five thousand to fifteen thousand plus points to to play in most of these tournaments. And there are some tournaments they call them the Open League tournaments. There are some tournaments where you know you can join with only like two hundred points. It's more for like the casual players and things like that. Some of them won't even let like Champion League players into it to keep it 
you know, for the casual gamer. Those typically aren't the cash prize tournaments. Those are more of the, you know, they literally have it in the description as like bragging rights tournaments. I've even seen it with some high level tournaments where I go to look at the reward and it's like, it literally says, it's like bragging rights. It's like, are, what? <laughs> I mean, this is, oh my God, my head spins talking about it. This is like the shit I'm talking about. Like the state of Fortnite's tournaments is a fucking tornado of disaster. But that's besides the point. Um, I like that they, uh, most of the tournaments you need to have like 5,000 to 15,000 plus points because only like pretty good to really good players are getting that amount of points. So it keeps the games competitive. It keeps them entertaining, eventful, you know, things like that. But, you know, so that's one thing I'm okay with Fortnite's tournaments. Um, I would like to scroll down if I can find it quickly. Here is where I am not okay with Fortnite's tournaments. And I'll discuss both sides of this because people will have their own opinions about this. It's the point system. It is the point system of, you know, how many points you get for kills, placement, or wins. So for those of you who are joining in on audio... I'm looking at the, the article or the, the rules here. Basically, each elimination in a tournament, like in a per game, is one point per elimination. Then um, you get points for placement that vary from 17th place to 1st place, with 17th place earning you 1 point and 1st place earning you 25 points. Um, from 17th to, um, to 6th, goes up incrementally by one point. So 17th is one point, 16th is two points, 15th is three points, and so on up until sixth place. Then fifth place gets you 14 points. Fourth place gets you 16 points. Third gets you 18 points. Second gets you 20 points. And then, like I said, first place, the Victory Royale, the coveted VR gets you, the best VR gets you 25 points. I hate how this is structured. A lot of people, so I'll give the devil's advocate version of my argument first. That just means the, the version that I don't agree with. Um, a lot of people would argue that um, like um, putting a lot of emphasis on getting a lot of points for like winning or getting high up in the rankings and low emphasis on points is good for the tournaments because it instigates a competitive late game. And what I mean by late game is um, it keeps, like, a lot of people alive towards the end of the game. So it, it, like, forces you to, like, play more strategic, you know, maybe not just jump on everybody you find and try and kill them. You know, it forces you to play more strategic because the majority of the points will be earned in, like, the last, like, five minutes of each tournament game. So you want to be at the end. You don't want to get eliminated very early. So it forces you to 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 calculate your moves and play you know more anticipated and calculated that way you can get to the end of the game here's why i hate that i hate this point system because it institutes playing calculated playing safe playing cautious until end game i don't like that i think putting so much fucking emphasis on high points for a win and one point per elimination, I think, is so stupid. Because 
it just basically it, it promotes um teams just like not engaging other teams it, it avoiding them purposefully hiding in buildings or bushes or wherever they can until the end of the game and then the and then for the last five minutes it becomes a total sweat fest shit show where there are 68 people alive in the last two minutes and it's just you know a, a hell of fucking gunfires and grenades and and forts and shit and you know i hate seeing that i would rather see a widespread out variety of gunfight throughout the game rather than have it all be shoved down my throat in the last three minutes i would like to see the victory royale come down to 18 points and then have all the other places accordingly you know by that same ratio come down that set amount of points um and then i would like to see eliminations bumped up to two points per elimination so nothing super drastic, but something that just instigates, you know, you could have like nine kills and that would be the equivalent of a victory royale at that point, a first place win. I think that would instant, you know, it would motivate people to fight more throughout the game rather than just, you know, rather than just waiting till the end of the game. That's especially an annoying in, in modes with building. So if you're not too familiar with Fortnite, I'm sure you're at least familiar with that it's a... It was a building-based game, um, so it was like combat with building, but Fortnite recently introduced a no-build mode, so it's like Call of Duty Battle Royale pretty much because there's no building, but they still have the build mode introduced too, so they do no-build and build tournaments, so this makes it specifically annoying for build tournaments because then everybody just waits till the end of the game and sits in a box and nobody fights or anything like that. It ends up being like 25 people left who are all just trying to like heal as much as they can in the storm so they can place high. And it's just, it's very annoying. Um, very, very annoying. So I would like to see points for Victory Royale come down some and eliminations go up to two points per elimination. Will that ever happen? No. Epic Games doesn't give a shit about what I have to say. But in my opinion, they run some of the worst tournaments across gaming. So... There are places like Apex and League of Legends who do it so much better. Fortnite does it horribly. But moving on from the Fortnite slander. Yeah, this was another like rules for another tournament. I won't go too much into it. Basically, qualifications are the same. Um, this one, oh my god, this one was even worse. So, <laughs> this fucking one instigated 65 points for a win and then in some cases one point for an elimination which is insane i mean refer to the previous 10 minute rant about what i would like to see and why that just instigates a sweaty late game and absolutely no early game where you know people and players and teams just avoid each other and don't fight on purpose and it's just it's so fucking annoying. I, Fortnite runs some of the worst tournaments in the world. I would love to see that change. It probably won't, though. So now moving on to one of the most popular gaming franchises in the world, Call of Duty. Call of Duty has their own tournaments. Oh, something I forgot to mention, too. You see, like, for this cup, like, the cash prize for this Fortnite cup typically was $600, depending on the region you were in. The highest region being Europe was $900. Like, 
that's such that's such a low fucking amount for a tournament win, man. If you're gonna make them grind their asses off and sweat their asses off for a tournament win, and then you're gonna give them nine hundred dollars to to split evenly between the three players on the team because it's typically a trios tournament, so each player only gets three hundred dollars. And I say only, like you know, obviously that's a lot of money, you know, to most people, including myself. Of course, I would love you know three hundred dollars just handed to me, but. I'm talking about for like a professional gaming tournament. It's a bit of a slap in the face and a joke to be like, hey, good job sweating for the entire day and winning this tournament. Here's $300 for your hard work. Call of Duty at least gets this better. This line right here in one of their most recent tournaments. The top two teams will battle in a best of non-Call of Duty League championship. I sound like Andrew Tate a little bit there. Sometimes I go into Andrew Tate voice. Will compete... In the best of nine on a Call of Duty League championship for a $1.2 million first place prize and the championship trophy. Big step up from $900. Now, obviously there's more people on a Call of Duty team. But still, I mean, typically there's six people on a Call of Duty team probably. Or five. You know, whatever they may be playing. Um... Granted, these Call of Duty tournaments happen um, a lot less frequently than Fortnite tournaments happen, but I think Fortnite Fortnite tournaments don't even happen super, super often, at least not the cash cups, you know, the cash prize ones. But if you need to reduce how often you're doing Fortnite tournament, tournaments and jack up significantly the prize pool, I think it would be very worth it. And I think people who compete in those tournaments would take it more seriously. I think they would appreciate the bigger prize pool. Again, Fortnite, step up your fucking game. This is ridiculous. Paying each player on a team $300 for winning a tournament. So absurd. $1.2 million. An absolute gigantor. Good job, Call of Duty. Absolute gigantic cock next to Fortnite's little penis. <laughs> oh, man. And these are like legit tournaments too. Like bracketed, you know, seeding. Losers bracket, winners bracket, played over multiple days. So, you know, this is what I think Fortnite should start leaning towards rather than just having a tournament every day and cash cups every weekend and all that bull crap. I think they should try and solidify themselves as a more serious, uh, you know, tournament gaming, um, you know, video game. So, last but not least is Apex. Um, I won't go too deep into Apex. I'm not super familiar with Apex, but they have a very good, you know, very good tournaments. I'm not entirely sure of the structure, um, you know, what qualifies you. I, I'm not a huge Apex player or a watcher, but um, just from hearing, you know, about what other people said, most professional gamers who have played, like, Apex, Fortnite, and Call of Duty tournaments like all lean towards saying apex had the best competitive play style like the best beginning middle and end game so <laughs> be more like apex guys <laughs> that is my uh that is my advice to you be more like apex um yeah so that does it for um for my rant on tournaments at least um and i guess i worked into the you know 
the big rant about how all these sweaty fuckers start putting, you know, Twitch TV and TTV in their names and start thinking that's going to make them any sort of money, and it's not. And it just really hurts the casual gaming community because, you know, we're not out there to try as hard as them. We play for fun. We don't play to make a career out of it. I don't understand where everybody got this idea that they can make a career out of gaming just because Tifu and Ninja did. I really don't understand it. Those people, the two of them, amongst a lot of other pro streamers, are way above any level that we could even dream of being at. So, the fact that all these, you know, up-and-coming, in quotes, kids think they can do what they do with the snap of their thumb and make it happen, you know, make it happen, Captain. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And it really hurts the casual gaming community, unfortunately. We suffer the most because, like I said, the pro players can just absolutely still take shits on these sweaty tryhards, but they're typically better, better. Man, I can't speak. I'm so tired. Typically are better than the average um, casual player. So we suffer because we're out there trying to play to have a good time, and they're out there trying to get, you know, 50 kills in one game, and it just it makes the game less enjoyable for us, and it, it makes it hard for me to want to log on to some of these video games at the end of the night and play. But, yeah. That's it for that. The state of gaming, too. This is a big one. I hate what games have become. Back in the day, back in my day, we had uh, Justin Bieber and Justin Timberlake and Katy Perry. That was good music. No, I, back back in you know back in the day, throw it back to the old Call of Duty, is Modern Warfare 2, Black Ops 1, NBA 2K 12, 11, 13. You know, FIFA 13, FIFA 14 even, FIFA 15 even, I would even venture to say NBA 2K15, Black Ops 2, you know, throw it back to all these old games. They were all about the experience. They painted an experience. They gave the gamer an experience, something that they would enjoy, something that they'd want to keep coming back and playing because they had the brilliant system of rewarding people for playing the game. You log on every day, you play that game, you get rewarded with different camos, VC and NBA 2K, better players for your team in FIFA, you know, uh, you know, different clan tags and skins in Call of Duty. You got rewarded for playing the game. You got rewarded for hopping on and playing the game every day. Nowadays, it's all either pay to win pay to advance, or pay to fucking play. There is no more rewarding players for playing the game. Players now get rewarded for buying all the in-game content that, um, you know, all the in-game fucking content that the game offers. And it's so annoying because it's, you know, sometimes it's not even pay to win most of the time, but pay to play with all the DLCs and battle passes and skins and all this shit. It's just frustrating because I already dropped $60 for the game. Now, if I want a full experience, I have to spend, you know, another 30 
and then another 10 per month every time a new battle pass comes out. It's like, you know, just really shitty. When did everything become fucking... I sound like such an old person right now. But when did everything become pay-to-play? We need to revert back to the days where you just got rewarded for playing the fucking game. You didn't have to swipe your mom's fucking credit card and max it out to enjoy yourself. Um, just get back to it. Get back to the old style of games. Stop trying to make games hyper-realistic, too. Like NBA 2K. Specifically, like, with the shooting. I don't play video games to have a realistic feel to them. I don't know about you guys. I play video games to have an unrealistic feel. I want to be able to do things that are impossible to do in real life. I don't want to play a video game and have it be like I'm, you know, I'm limited to to what you can do in real life. I fucking hate that. Stop trying to make games hyper-realistic. Nobody wants it. At least I don't think anybody wants it. I think it's stupid. I think people like watching movies. They play video games to see things and do things that would never fucking happen in real life. So, yeah, that's going to conclude my rant on video games and and things that aggravate me from the young folk and all that kind of crap. But thanks, everybody, for listening, watching, you know, whatever you might be tuning in on. I'm going to wrap this up, get both these videos that I recorded uploaded and out the door today onto all platforms for you guys to enjoy. Um, I will be back to record some more episodes tomorrow. Hope everybody has a great day, had a great day, has a great night, is having a great night, getting prepared to have a great day, wherever you may be tuning in from. It's 10.20 p.m. where I am, so I'm about to wrap this up, shower, and hit the hay. Um, Thanks, everybody, for watching, listening, tuning in. Love you all. See you guys in the next episode. Take care, everybody.